0: 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. There is a lot of content, content in that verse and we will try to unwrap it as we go, go together. Okay, How, What does it say? Blessed be the God and the Father of Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, according to our prayer life. Does it say according to our prayer life? Does it say according to our dedication? What does it read? According to his great mercy, say not just mercy, it's his great mercy. Say God has great mercy on me. God doesn't have just mercy on me. He has great mercy on me. And then it says, what does it say? He has caused us. We are not the reason of the born again experience, but who has caused us? He has caused us. What did he cause us to? He has caused us to be born again. What is the reason? So today we have to be clear about some things. The reason of our born again, the cause is him. He caused us to be born again. To what? To a living hope. He caused us to be born again to a living hope. And how did it happen? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So cause to and through say with me cause to and through so cause what what caused you the great mercy caused you and what are you born again into you're born again into a living hope say i'm born again into a living hope you are not born again into a hopeless end you are not born again into a dead hope I encourage you to come to a place where you understand you are born again into a living hope. That means living is a past tense or living is a future tense. Say living is a present tense. You are born again into a living hope. And how did this happen? Through the resurrection of Christ from the dead. So my first statement is going to be, because jesus christ raised up from the dead <laughs> you and i have living hope today hallelujah hallelujah it's not ashish's words it's not sambaya's words you and i have living hope today because jesus christ is no more dead he has come out of the grave That is why we can trust in a living hope. Not a hopeless end, but a living hope. See, you must have read about a story that was circulating in Facebook a few few days ago. The story was about a man of God, a pastor. Okay, a pastor who was struggling with pornography. Okay. A pastor who was struggling with pornography. And he was struggling with it so much that he asked, he had to vocalize and ask God, God, please help me. So one night what happened is um, he saw a dream. He saw a vision. And that vision was like this. He is inside a prison. Okay. He is inside a prison cell with orange clothes. You know, prisoners wear this orange clothes, right? So, he was wearing that orange clothes and inside a prison. So, what happened? There was many groups in that prison and he went to one of the prison, like prison groups, like prisoners groups. And what happened? He was not welcomed anywhere. So, he decided to go to a table and sit alone. After a few moments, he sees a person coming to him. Okay. After a moment, he sees a person coming to him who is also wearing prison clothes. And the prisoner and he understood by the words and the talking and the affection, he understood it was Jesus who was in the prison clothes. Are you guys following me? He is a prisoner, he is in the jail, he is alone and he is battling such a big thing in his mind and he sees Jesus in the prison clothes and he is walking through a door and coming near him and he is starting to have conversation with him and Jesus says this, son, the door is open, anytime you want to walk out of this prison, you are free to But as long as you wish to stay inside, I am here with you. What does he say? The door is open. The door is open. And if you wish to walk out of this prison right now, you are free to do so because I have opened the prison cell. Now, if you wish to stay here as long as you want, because you are helpless right now, I'm not going to force you out of it but as long as you're here i am going to be here with you see this is what resurrection has done for us jesus resurrection has opened the prison cell for us once and for all you and i have a choice today to walk out of this prison not being hopeless you and i have hope today what is the hope to walk out of this prison but if we are still staying here because of our pride or adamant nature, if we are still staying in this, in, in, this, in this cell, please know that the living hope is with you in this journey. I always like how Jesus has made his entry in, in almost all the hopeless situations. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Verse 8 says, that night in a field near, near Bethlehem, shepherds were watching over their flocks. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with blazing glory of the Lord. And the shepherds were terrified. And what did the angel say? The angel reassured them saying, do not be afraid for I have come to bring you good news. The most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere. This is how God's interaction with humanity is. In the most hopeless situations, when it's night. Do you guys remember how the the disciples and Jesus were on a boat at night? And how did Jesus encounter them at night when, when they lost all their hope? are you guys with me have you have we ever faced uh, is there somebody in the call who is facing dead situations this word is absolutely for you come with me to luke chapter 24 come with me to luke chapter 24 today we are just going to discuss about living hope living hope luke chapter 24 verse 13 onwards Later that same day, two of Jesus' disciples were walking from Jerusalem to Amos, a journey of about 17 miles. They were in the midst of a discussion about all the events that happened last few days when Jesus walked up and accompanied in their journey. So when is Jesus accompanying them in the journey? When they were hopeful or hopeless. They lost all their hope. The rabbi with whom they were journeying for three and a half years is no more. They saw, they heard him that he is crucified. The one who said that he will be with them through the ends of the world, that same guy is no more. Fear has gripped them. There is no hope. And the only thing that they have in mind is run. Just run, just run for your life. And these guys are running from Jerusalem to Emmaus, running and becoming so hopeless. what What would they be discussing? Didn't Jesus say that he would be with us? Didn't he promise that he would be with us? What do you think? Is it even going to work? We saw him with a bloody body, like the whole body is blood and his whole body was pierced. Do you think he will ever come back? And in the midst of this discussion, what happened? Jesus walked up. Do you remember how is this living hope? Do you remember what I said about living hope? Because Jesus is resurrected. Jesus is no more dead. We can call him the living hope for us today. What is your situation that you're facing? He is a living hope for you today. Jesus walks right up to that conversation and accompanies them in the journey. They were unaware that it was actually Jesus walking alongside. For Jesus prevented them from recognizing him. Hmm. Verse 17. Jesus said to them. You seem to be in a deep discussion about something. What are you talking about? So sad and gloomy. See, living hope comes to you, not with a declaration that, hey, trust in me, I will take you to heaven. Living hope comes to you you with a declaration that, hey, you seem sad. What are you guys talking about? Do you need to share this with me? Today, this living hope is reaching your houses and talking to you, saying, you and I can have a conversation because I am your living hope. Okay, they stopped and the one named Cleopas answered, haven't you heard? Are you the only one in Jerusalem unaware of the things that have happened over the last few days? Jesus asked, what things? Living hope always starts things with conversation following read with me the things about Jesus the man of Nazareth they replied he was a mighty prophet of God who performed miracles and wonders his words were powerful and he had great favor with the God and people but three days ago the high priest and the rulers of the people sentenced him to death for people death is a end after death there is for many of us don't people don't have hope So they're discussing about Jesus having to have a brutal death. Then what happened? Listen to this word. We all hoped. Are you reading that in Passion Translation? Luke chapter 24 in Passion Translation, verse, you know, how much it is? Verse 19. We all hoped that he was the one who would redeem and rescue Israel. But early this morning, some of the women informed us something amazing they said that they were going to the tomb and found it empty where is the hope related to where does hope begin with an empty tomb hope doesn't begin with the death of jesus alone hope really sprouts within you when you hear that there is an empty tomb okay come with me hmm They claimed two angels appeared and told them that Jesus is now alive. They are hopeless, but their only hope that they heard is a news that Jesus might be alive. Come with me. Some of us went to see for ourselves and found the tomb exactly as the woman had said, but no one has seen him. Jesus said to them, Why are you so? thick headed in our hopeless situations jesus wants to ask us one question today what is it why are we so thick headed basically jesus is saying you like with the time that i spent with you guys and the words that i already told you with also the proof that the tomb is still open you should have believed that There is hope for you guys. Why are you so thick headed? Why do you find it so hard to believe every word the prophets have spoken? Wasn't it necessary for the Messiah to experience all these sufferings and afterward to enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he carefully unveiled to them the revelation of himself through the scriptures. And as they approached the village, Jesus walked on ahead, telling them he was going to a distant place. Verse 29, they urged him. When you meet with living hope, then it becomes like you start urging him. What, you, what is the urge? To remain there with him and plead it. Stay with us. It will be dark soon. So Jesus went with them to the, to the village. Read with me. Joining them at the table for supper, he took bread and blessed it and broke it, then gave it to them. All, so, what is, what is Jesus doing with the bread and the wine? What is actually Jesus doing with the bread and wine? Jesus is again taking their, di- taking their attention to what happened in the cross. Jesus is taking their attention to something that happened in the tomb. And when they broke it and gave it to them, all at once, their eyes was opened. And they realized that he was Jesus. Stay with me. Stay with me for, for 20 minutes more. I promise this is going to be something huge that God wants to talk. Stay with me. Then suddenly, in a flash, Jesus vanished from before their eyes. The moment the disciples understood about living hope, hope is not just a theory, hope is not just a teaching, hope is not just good five pointers, but real hope is real living hope is a person. The moment disciples encountered the person of living hope, their their eyes opened and they realized it was Jesus. And verse 32, stunned, they looked at each other and said, why didn't we recognize him? Didn't our hearts burn with flames of holy passion while we walked beside him? He unveiled for us such profound revelation from the scriptures. Verse 33 is what I want to emphasize a little. Or little what, what they did is, they didn't stay in Emmaus being scared the moment they have an interaction with the living hope what they did they left at once and hurried back to back to jerusalem why did they leave jerusalem because they were afraid because they were hopeless now, why are they going back to Jerusalem? Because they are hopeful. They encountered the hope, the living hope. Guys, I want to, since we read 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, I want to define living hope in three definitions. Okay? I want to define living hope in three definitions. When you encounter living hope, what happens to you is, you quickly, suddenly start expecting good. What happens when you, expe- when you encounter living hope? Your expectation becomes good. What happened to these disciples? What happened to the lady who, who was suffering from the issue of blood for 12 years? What happened to that lady who suffered for blood issue for 12 years? The moment she heard about Jesus, she starts to expect good. What is she saying? If if only I will touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. How is she even able to expect so much good from Jesus? Because the definition of the other name of living hope is Jesus. So, first one is the moment you encounter living hope, your expectation becomes good. The second one, second definition is the moment you start expecting, the moment you start encountering living hope, you get energy. What did I say? You get energy. See, in Passion Translation, if you read the same First Peter chapter 1 in Passion Translation, you read verse 3, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Celebrate with praises uh, uh, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has shown us his extravagant mercy for his fountain of mercy has given us a new life. We are reborn to an experience of living which is energetic. The hope is energetic. What happened to these disciples who were hopeless? The moment they encounter with Jesus, the living hope, they become energized. First is they start expecting good. If they didn't expect good, they they wouldn't go back to Emmaus. Uh, They wouldn't go back to Jerusalem. But they started expecting good because they encountered the living hope. Second is they start becoming energetic. They already traveled 17 miles previous day. The next day, they are having the energy to walk back 17 miles. Where did the energy come from? From the encounter of living hope. The last one that I have to tell you is living hope. When When you encounter living hope, it's an experience also. Whenever Jesus encountered with people who had hopeless situations, What happened to that man who was leper, who had leprosy? He came down and asked, Father, Jesus, if you will, heal me. What did Jesus do in return? Say, Jesus touched him. Living hope gives you experiences. To to prove these three points, I also want to take a portion. I'll quickly end this. John chapter 21. What are the three points? What are the three points of living hope? You start expecting good. Second, you become energized. Three, you start experiencing him. Jesus, uh, you start experiencing a Jesus who hugs, a Jesus who embraces, a Jesus who holds your hand, a Jesus who sits with you, a Jesus. Come on, John chapter 21, Passion Translation, verse 15 onwards, okay? Uh, Wait, before 15. Let's start 21-1 onwards. Sorry. 21-1 onwards. Later, Jesus appeared once again to a group of his disciples by Lake Galilee. Okay. Verse 2. It happened one day while Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, Jacob, John, And two other disciples were all together. Peter told them, I am going fishing. I am going fishing. If you know the background of the story, what has happened just before this? If you know the story, all the hopes are lost. Oh, what all promises did Jesus make? What all words did he say? We saw him being brutally beaten by the Roman soldiers. He looked like, he didn't even look like a human who was being, he looked like an animal. And so much hopeless they were, that they decided to go back to their previous jobs. (laughs) Am I talking to someone? So hopeless in life that you know statements like Ashby, I don't feel like praying these days because you know nothing is working out. I I even sense suicidal thoughts in this meeting. Somebody even even having suicidal thoughts saying that you know things are never right with me. And Jesus specifically tells you, you know. There were people in the scriptures who went back to where they belong because they lost all hope. If Peter was one extreme, then Judas was another extreme who went and ended his life because he was hopeless. He was hopeless. And now Peter goes back saying that I am going fishing. And they all replied, who all replied? The disciples all replied. We are all going with you, man. <laughs> we also don't find any hope in this. I don't think this is working. We really don't think this works. Doctors said something and I think that's more valid. My, my, my colleague said something. I think that's more valid. I don't think. There is any hope in Jesus because I don't see anything happening. So they all said, we are all going with you. We all go with you. That's what made me think. We'll all go with you. Not even one person said we'll stay back. So hopeless. Imagine lighters, whole of lighters saying, guys, let's end this. Like there's no hope in this. That was what happened. No hope. man. No hope. Hopeless. Totally hopeless. So they went out and fished through the night, but caught nothing again, hopeless, already hopeless on top of that more hopeless. Some people say that Ashish, you know, we tried a square plus B square. We tried Pythagoras theorem, we got, we tried all of theorems. but. Bro, I don't think it really works. Maybe it works for people who pray for 24 hours. Even though they were already hopeless, they went back and they tried whole... They didn't try for one hour. They tried whole night. And did they catch one fish? Peter is a fisherman. He is a pro. Guys, he knows what he's doing. He is good at his job. But still he doesn't catch one fish. Verse 4. Hope is coming. Say hope is coming. Say living hope is coming. (laughs) Verse 4. Then at dawn, Jesus was standing there on the shore. (laughs) Hopeless night. And then the morning, the hope is already on the shore. A whole night of hopelessness. A whole week of hopelessness. And the morning you find Jesus on the shore. What does he say? And he was on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize that it was him. Say, many a times we don't realize living hope who is already with us. Many a times we choose not to realize. Choose not to recognize the living hope who is with us. Verse 5, he called out to them saying, Hey guys, did you catch any fish? He didn't start by saying that, Hey guys, see, nail, nail pierce dance. see, body, see, I'm resurrected. No, no, no. The first question is, let's have a talk. Hey guys, did you catch, catch any fish today? I can sense the spirit bubbling within you, the hope, the living hope today. (laughs) He comes to the shore and says, Hey guys, hey guys, do you have any fish? Did you catch something? Did you catch something? And what did they reply? Not a thing. Not a thing. It's a, it's a call. It's a conversation of despair. It's a conversation saying that I am hopeless, Jesus. I can't do this. I have failed. Not once, not twice, not thrice. I have, I have even said that I, did, I don't recognize you. And then even again, you come to the shore and say, you, guys, did you catch any fish? <laughs> what kind of love is this man? And he asks, Do you did you guys catch any fish? And then, and then disciples say, Not a thing. Verse six say, Jesus shouted at them. (laughs) Say, Hope is shouting at you today. Hope is shouting at you today, saying that throw your net over to the starboard side, throw your nets. Throw your nets! Throw your nets! He's shouting. He's shouting. Throw your nets, and you will catch some. It doesn't say throw your nets. Maybe you shall, You might find some. You say it says you will see hope. Bible says Romans chapter five verse five. It says hope never disappoints living hope never disappoints. He says, throw your nets, you will find some. And so they did as he said. And they caught so many fish that they couldn't even pull in the net. They couldn't even pull. Your hopelessness will not be just answered by just a hope. Your hopelessness will be rewarded with something that you can't even carry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, Then the disciple whom Jesus loved, only people who are loved by Jesus can recognize this loving hope, this living hope. <laughs> Only the ones who know the goodness of God can recognize him saying that it is Jesus. What did did John say to Peter? It is the Lord. It is the Lord. When Peter heard him say that. Say point number one. Expectation of good started bubbling within him. He didn't, he didn't feel condemned when he heard Jesus' name. He didn't feel that he should, he should just suicide when he heard Jesus' name. The moment when he heard living hope, expectation of good started bubbling within him. And what happened? He quickly wrapped, say, energy started coming within him. <laughs> he quickly rapt out his outer garment around him and because he was athletic, he was also athletic and more than that, he knew that it was living hope. So, he wrapped and did what? He dove right into the lake to go to Jesus. Say expectation of good and energy. Expectation of good and you will dive into the Water. You will. If it was fire, even Peter would do that. Peter would dive into the fire. If it was a, if it was Niagara Falls and it was too deep, Peter would still do it because it's the living hope he has seen. Most of the times we become dull. Most of the times we give up hope because we are not seeing Jesus at the shore, who is already there and talking to us. Say expectation of hope energy the other disciple then both brought brought the boat to the shore dragging their catch of fish they weren't far from the land only ab- about 100 meters and when they got to the shore they noticed a charcoal hey, what 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 did i read it wrong verse 9 and when they got to the shore they noticed a charcoal fire with some roasted fish and breakfast ready <laughs> say breakfast ready see expectation of good energy say experience say experience he doesn't begin with saying gospel to you heaven hell sin no he begins with Appam and mean curry. And after this verse 15, after they had breakfast, say, after they had breakfast, not even in between breakfast, he started preaching to them, say, after he made sure their tummy were full, after he made sure everybody had their share of Appam. Everybody is content. Everybody gets, gets back their hope. Jesus said to Peter, Simon son of Jonah, do you burn with love for me more than this? A hopeless guy is being brought back by the love of God, by Appam and Meen And his belly is because Jesus knows that he has been not eating food for the past one night. First he feeds you lunch and then he feeds you with the knowledge of life. First he feeds your tummy and then he feeds you with life. Guys, what did we learn today? The question that Jesus asked, do you burn with love more than these is asked when Jesus makes sure Peter is having hope in him, right? This is the only thing that I want to ask you today. Do you really trust this living hope? Romans chapter 5 verse verse 5, what is 5 verse 5? And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy. Because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who, loves in us, who, who lives in us. The hope that you are having on Jesus today is not a disappointing fantasy. I know you are hoping... See, world said world must be giving you a hint saying that guys stop hoping but Jesus is saying please hope please hope hope as much as you can if if love never fails if faith never gives up then bible says hope never disappoints if your hope is on the living one the living hope. Because you have to understand this, Jesus is no more dead. We are not talking about a dead Jesus who is in the tomb for 2000 years. Many of our prayers and many of our preaching sounds like Jesus is still in the tomb. But I am preaching to you with so much confidence because I believe that he is no more there in that tomb. Hope never disappoints guys if your trust is in him, if your hope is on him. I have one thing, whenever I read these passages, I have one thing for sure. Jesus will not lie. His, his, none of his circumstances have ever been fake. In your situation right now, Jesus would like to come and have a meal with you. Is anybody on this call who wants to have this fellowship with Jesus, who, who has never had this experience before, who wants to have a relationship with this Abba, I invite you guys to have this relationship. Anybody who has never had this relationship before, just raise your hands on the call, and we would like to pray for you Father Thank you for helping us realize who you are helping us to see in your in your you in your beauty thank you for making us realize father our hope is in you because you raised you you died you were crucified you raised again from the dead we have living hope in you daddy today jesus i want you to be in my life. I want you to be my source. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. I want you to be my everything, Jesus. I want to hope. I I, I don't want to put my hope in things that perishes, but I want to put my hope in things that lasts. So thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life. Thank you, Jesus, for embracing me, cascading me with your love and taking away all my fears. Thank you for this moment. In Jesus' mighty name we ask. Amen.